Hello everybody, it is true we are back with the Sweet Coden Stars of Destiny podcast. Uh, I think we've got to go back to episode 1, but this is going to be called Season 2020 because we took like a long, long break uh, from recording a third episode of the podcast. But I am your one of your hosts, Marco Flores from Nerd in the Bay, and with me is uh, the, the, the person that hates the most, Luca Blight. Luca, how are you doing, man? Doing great, man. How are you? Uh, it's been a long time since we like like one talked, and then two like you know since we did the last podcast. Like how how you been? I mean, not not that is a catch up, but like how how you been like as a recent? Oh, uh, it's definitely been a while. You know, it's good to be back too. This has always been a fun thing to do. Yeah. Uh, mine's been up and down, man. Twenty twenty has been nuts. Yeah, right? like, yeah. I'm sure, everybody can relate to that. Oh, geez. When it comes to COVID and like layoffs mm. and. Uh, you know the protests going on, and you know all the all the fun stuff that isn't so fun going on. You know. <laughs> yeah, right. We got We got to wait till what July has in store for us, and then August, and then we're just halfway done, and it's ridiculous. Bro, the aliens are coming. The aliens are coming. Mortal Kombat is about tournament is about to arrive. You know, Shang Tsung. Yeah, I'm I'm so cool with <laughs> Mortal Kombat, man. If they can give me some powers, you know, Raiden can jump down, give me some powers. I will sure, sure. You know what? I, I'm more than willing to, like, give this uh, this realm up, too. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with 2020 and this place. <laughs> oh, man. But, just lose on purpose. Yeah, you know, like, you know, we'll, we'll just start all over. You know, hit the reset button. You know, why not? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think we might need a restart button. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, like, it, like I mentioned, um, it's been a while since the last episode. And the last episode, if you ever listen back to those previous episodes uh was like uh harmonia versus what was the other harmonia versus highland Highland, that's right and uh we had we got we got a little lot of like good back and forth uh you know people rooting for highland people for rooting for harmonia that sort of thing so that was cool that was awesome and and you know you luca heard like a lot of like you know opinions about it and all that stuff so on, on your end which is pretty cool um so so what we're gonna do now uh we're going to talk about like what we've been up to lately, basically, uh, since, you know, since the last time we did the podcast and what's been going on in 2020 and uh, what we'll be talking about for today in this pod- podcast episode, just to kind of, you know, put our foot, foot, feet in the water and, and just try to figure this stuff out once again. But um, uh, Luca, like since the last time we did a podcast and what's been going on tw- on 2020, like what you've been up to? Well, it started off, you know, I was still doing my uh, Brave XVS videos. The mm. reviews have gotten a lot of good uh, feedback. Yeah. I've started some Suikoden videos. Like, I, I put out one uh, that helps you cheat. Right? Oh, you, okay, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You can, <laughs> uh, you know, use, you know, McDole from, like, almost the word go, right? If you yeah, use that's these, right. Uh, cheats, and, you know, you can use the Black Sword rune rather than mm. the, the, the Bright Shield, you know. So I had a lot of fun little cheats in there. Yeah, showed people how to to do it and what uh, what to use and everything, and a lot of people seem to really like that video. So that that did well. Uh, mostly Brave Expius mm. uh, has been my my YouTube focus, and uh, it's done quite well. I've, I've gained quite a few uh, people on my uh, my own personal Discord channel, That's and cool. YouTube, and whatever. So yeah, been pretty happy about that. Growing a community. Mm-hmm. As for personal, uh, I mean, COVID hit us pretty hard. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, there's none of the layoffs. I mean, at first, I like when I got laid off, I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? Mm. And then I was like, just bury myself in YouTube, right? So I was yeah. just 
make pumping out video after video after video mm-hmm. uh whether it had to do with the suikoden or final fantasy Revictus or you know final fantasy 7 remake mm-hmm. you know i did a bunch of stuff like that resident evil so i was doing all that stuff and then uh this uh black lives matter movement kind of popped up again mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of people don't know this but i was in, i've been involved in it since like 2009 not black lives matter exactly but uh in protest oh protesting police brutality oh well, okay and, and stuff like that yeah but there's actually videos on youtube of me uh arguing <laughs> with press oh wow like back when i was like 18 years old and mm. uh you know we, we thought we were gonna do something back then about it uh we had you know a few times we had 800 to a thousand people protesting mm-hmm. but nothing like we've been doing recently oh okay uh recently like we had 10,000 people uh multiple times wow uh yeah we had a lot of people and like and if you if you showed up on my saw it on my facebook or on my twitter i had like live videos of us marching yeah and, i did see some of those videos yeah that, that was nuts yeah there's a lot of people like we were, we were all out there supporting and, mm-hmm. uh i had this stupid idea for some reason to climb up on this stone pillar <laughs> okay but, and i have these uh two signs uh-huh and uh like i was just trying to get people to read the sign mm-hmm. and didn't really think the media was going to start taking pictures of me but i guess they did oh and, uh, okay so i was like okay well you know at least my my face is covered by this mask yeah we're all wearing masks right we're all six feet apart right right for the most part until we started marching yeah uh you know we're, we're all trying to be careful and everything mm-hmm. uh some of the protests got a little crazy mm-hmm. uh not not on like our part like we were just being pro uh, peaceful uh but we had you know people come in with uh you know the black uh signs right being mm. like you know no proof of systemic racism mm-hmm. um you know they have like all sorts of dumb things and then we had people throwing stuff at us and then in that oh. last protest um there's a there's a white supremacist group um they call themselves the proud boys they're idiots <laughs> they uh, they tried to run us down with their cars oh wow really yeah, we uh, we were out in front of uh, City Hall, uh-huh. and uh, as we were crossing over to do the march over this uh, around this big park, uh, they they came through with uh, a truck and a couple cars and tried to run us down a couple of times. Oh, jeez, was yeah. this like was yeah. this in front of cops? Uh, no, they actually waited until because the cops came around the other side uh, to kind of block off the traffic, knowing where we were going, uh, and then okay. that's when these guys took this opportunity to come at us. And I, I'm not sure what happened of it. I don't know if the police ever saw, mm-hmm. you know, the license plates or anything like that. Uh, I know someone did catch a part of it on video. Hmm. Wow. But, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they, they've tried a few different things. Uh, so, you know, it's been eventful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to say the, the least. You no, know, and then like, ah, my DMs are full of mm. either one or the other. It's it's nowhere in between. It's one or the other. I either have people going, you know thanks for you know being on our side about this bro mm-hmm. it's good to have your support yeah and then i either got other people's just just you know trashing me left and yeah. right you know like just saying some of the worst things and yeah. just like wow right like i got people clowning me yeah like, on a daily right sending me like oh purple lives matter yellow lives mm-hmm. matter green mm-hmm. lives matter right and sending me stupid things fat lives matter yeah. and this whole thing and I'm just like, you know what, dude? Like, I'm not even going to respond to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, just really, yeah, like, just don't even do that. And just, just keep doing your thing. Because, like, if you're getting a reaction out of this, like, you know, you're doing something, you know. That's exactly it, right? If, if they feel the need that they have to come at me about this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, yeah. that means what we're doing is working. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Man, like, I, I wish, I mean, me personally, I wish, like, you the most utmost safety. Because, like, they're coming at you. They're trying to do something 
like give you physical harm so like yeah I'm, I'm hoping you know you guys will be staying safe and being protected as best as you put you guys possibly can you know while protesting you know yeah i don't, I don't think we're gonna like get discouraged by this i think mm -hmm. if anything that makes us want to do it more like it, if they're resorting to this it's just exposing themselves right right so so when people say these things to me or if they you know go onto my my facebook page or whatever on my twitter and they start bashing me publicly mm -hmm. it, it just you know it shows the world who they are i don't have to say anything or do anything they expose themselves and right they try to run us run us down with their truck yeah i mean that exposes them as well when they come in with signs mm -hmm. and throwing things at us and threatening us and all that kind of stuff it's showing yeah. them who they are so. and, and social media is damn good on like finding out who these people are like I've seen like you know videos like you know these people either attacking or coughing on people or whatever just doing like horrendous stuff and it's, it's like detective twitter in particular are like insanely good at like oh yeah this is this person this is where they work at and, you know and, and doing all that i'm like man these guys are faster than like some of these cops oh yeah you know oh yeah like we uh we had a few of them that have mm -hmm. already been uh uh or like we already found out who they were yeah and social media just put them on blast right they got fired from their jobs <laughs> You know, it was like, was that really worth it, guys? To come yeah, right. Over now that you lose your job, or you know, you're coming out and throwing things at people, coughing on people. Actually, mm -hmm. is a common thing I've been seeing during the protests. That's you'll get these uh, jerk offs that come in and just cough at us. Yeah, and we're like, hey, stupid, we're wearing masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coughing at us for no reason. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... Like it's like all you did is just get yourself fired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you, you go. Me, you have to take your mask off. Yeah, which, which means I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No. If you're showing your face, having a license plate number seen, you know, the, the type of car, like people, social media, Twitter, detective Twitter is, is, is almost too good. Uh, but as long as it's, 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 but as long as it's for the, you know, the good reasons and not like, you know, oh, because, you know, this cancel like culture. sort of drama happened. Yeah. Cancel culture yeah. and all that. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't, I don't support that, but, um, like some of these morons, like some of the ones that did try to run us over, they even mm -hmm. like posted it on social media. Oh, Thanks like they were for proud of it. Where your protest is, <laughs> yeah. we're not going to come run you over. Yeah, yeah, Are yeah. You, oh you, gosh. You tried it. Are you oh, jeez. Like, you, you said you were going to do it, and then you yeah, you, you tried it. You posted it on your personal Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Not only that, he, he, like one of them posted it on like an actual news media outlet. <sighs> And I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah, you just incriminated yourself cool. there. Yeah. yeah like, Good job. Like, okay, you know, I guess I guess half props to you for actually going through with your crappy threat. But right. You failed. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, man. That's all right. Wow. I mean, yeah. Like I said, wishing you, wishing you like the sa like utmost safety. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, and you know, you know, uh, that's awesome that you know you're protesting and, you know, giving a voice to people's lives who should matter you know like if it, it's not saying because like you know we, we live in a world where like oh no oh no all lives matter it's like well that's not the point the point is if black well, my, lives don't lives matter, matter yeah can't matter unless black lives matter, exactly that's right? the thing so that's the main thing say that all the lives are going to matter if yeah. one specific group is excluded then yeah then, you know when you're you're not saying all you're saying most yeah and most isn't cutting it we need mm -hmm. all of them everybody if you want all of them then you have to include black lives Matter, yeah right so it uh you know and i understand that there's some pushback because you know there's multiple black 
Lives Matters things going mm -hmm. on, and like some of it's just uh, disingenuous. Mm -hmm. But the real group, the real Black Lives Matter group, the one that's peacefully protesting, yeah, the not... ones that were out there, mm -hmm. you know, peacefully. we're the real ones, right? Yeah. We're, we're out there peacefully protesting, and we actually have the correct message. Mm -hmm. Not You can see through the, the bull, right? Mm -hmm. You can see through the bull crap, right? You can see it. So just, just separate the crap. Yeah. Obviously, Black Lives Matter isn't the one rioting. They're not the ones burning. Exactly. Down. They're the ones just peacefully protesting and trying to get awareness out. Trying to right? stop. Trying to make the d damage happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trying to make systemic changes, right? Like uh, they were saying, like one, I, I got into a, a nice battle with uh, one of them hmm. uh, during the protest and they're like all you do is yell about the problems but you don't have any solutions i was like actually i do if you care to listen mm. and the dude actually stopped he's like okay what's your solution i was like how about this mm. how about all police officers have to have live feed body cameras on yeah right so not you know regular body cameras you can just turn them off right yeah what if we have live feed body cameras with a third like a division of the government that actually monitors all police officers mm -hmm. as they they perform their arrests yeah I'm like the actual good police officers got nothing to worry about. Yeah, exactly. My, my other one, the other one here is that when doctors or, you know, like surgeons, when they get paid, they pay into a medical insurance, mm -hmm. right? So when someone dies on their operating table, right, they get sued for malpractice. It comes out of the insurance company mm -hmm. and then they have to then pay higher rates. And then they also, uh, you know, it goes on a, a permanent record that the public can see, right? The okay. public sees it. This guy died on this table while the while this surgeon was operating on this date and was sued for it. Okay, mm -hmm. I don't want that surgeon as my surgeon. Yeah, right? right. I think police should have the same thing. They should pay it into an insurance, and then when they have an incident, right, when they get sued for, the, you know, if they really hurt someone or, or even worse, they killed them, yeah. and they get sued, it comes out of the insurance, not out of the taxpayer's pockets. Yeah, yeah. And then it also goes on a permanent record that the public can see hey we don't want this guy in our community he's mm. you know he's killed two people that he got sued for his flag and then basically when he tries to get a job at another that you know and then they try to get a job at a different precinct yeah the precinct looks at it they go wow your insurance rates are really high what mm. did you do yeah okay we're not going to hire you because people don't trust you yeah that weeds out the bad police officers mm. right and like i just threw these solutions at him and he had nothing to say nothing he just stood there with a blank stare yeah and i'm like okay what's your comeback now yeah then he just left and yeah, he just left yeah, yeah that, was, that was it see yeah <laughs> just having those solutions you know, you... and you can't tell me i don't have solutions like because i mean i got them the rest of the black lives matter do as mm -hmm. well you know like the other one i was saying that you know police officers should work hand in hand i heard i hear they actually do this in the bay area mm -hmm. uh, so correct me if i'm wrong here that police officers at there actually do work with mental health professionals. So when they do get a call from somebody that is having some sort of mental break or whatever, the police mm -hmm. don't come by themselves. They come with a mental health professional. Ooh, That's okay. something that I would like to see put across the board, right? In mm -hmm. both United States, Canada, you know, the UK. I think that should be across the board as, you know, police work hand in hand with mental health professionals. Oh, yeah. That way we don't end up with these shootings because the police are not trained to deal with this situation see, see the signs of a mental health like you know yeah yeah for sure um okay. i i don't know i know me personally i don't know if i if that is correct like i i want to say it is because i don't hear any cases regarding the bay area regarding like you know like some incident happening where you know officer shoots uh, a person that has mental health issues or you know or is you know has prescribed with like mental illness i i did i don't hear any stuff like that so it may be some form of truth because um, I don't hear anything over here, but that should be across the board because 
it's mental health. Mental health is becoming more prevalent because, you know, you got to see the signs when all these officers are shooting people that have all these signs, and yet all these officers don't know like the signs what they are. And we'll put it this way: they, three they need days to know. Ago, three <clears throat> days ago, right here in my hometown, mm-hmm. there was uh, a wellness check. Okay. Someone that was having a mental break was shot and killed by police. Hmm. And it's like the you know that person was was suffering a mental break, and if they'd had a mental health professional with them, they could have identified yeah. that and deal with, dealt with that situation. Yeah. You know, you get people sharing these stupid memes of like a guy naked trying to fight a cop. Can't wait to see a mental health professional deal with this. <sighs> they do daily, yeah. Yeah. every single time, and they don't kill anybody. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It, so, you know, this this type of stuff can be be dealt with. The other thing I said is when police need to have more training right yeah um i'm actually not on the side of defund the police i'm not mm-hmm. because i think we actually need more funding put into it mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is uh so they keep saying you know one police officer's salary can pay three mental health uh salaries mm-hmm. and while that's all good well and everything like that what that tells me is mental health is not expensive so mm. why we can just invest more money yeah yeah for it sure just, it just tells me we can add to it why take away from something we can add to it yeah and then kind of retrain everybody and i think we should have specialists right so when you know police pair up right they mm. have partners partners yeah i think that there should be one you know one specific you know specialist someone mm. that's very good at talking situations down you know getting you know people to come in peacefully and yeah. have another guy that's trained for the really bad situations right? yeah so i think there should be specialists and i think there should be more like a, a three-way partnership you know you have a, a oh, specialist okay. of talking to someone down mm. someone that has to deal with the really bad situations also a mental health professional yeah i think we should have more communication and just better training like i hear stuff like police get like two hours of training a month in some places like that does nothing months. out of the, the whole that, scope nothing right yeah how, how are they supposed to be able to deal with uh two uh, two hours of training and then get thrown into a, a really bad situation yeah uh like put it this way like i, I boxed for eight years mm. and any time that i was not sparring for long lengths of it at a time mm-hmm. uh and then i got back in there i was terrible i didn't know yeah. how to react properly yeah. I was slow ring ring rust what do you think happens to a police officer? They get out there, exactly, and you know, all of a sudden, this situation happens, mm-hmm. and they just they they haven't dealt with it. They have not enough training, and mm-hmm. then they do something that they shouldn't do. Uh, and and I'm not just trying to say, oh, police are, are innocent. They're definitely not. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. just saying that there's there's situations that can be you know in our control. And, yeah, and like can be avoided, and you know, yeah, and suppressed too. Like just in a way where you know, the the bad the bad scenario doesn't happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like uh, with George Floyd, I mean, everybody can see like that was just flat out. That was a murder. That mm. was horrible. It was torture. Yeah. Uh, I I think it was probably uh, race driven, just based on who that guy was. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's a lot of there's just so much proof going out there that uh, black Americans are much more likely to end up on a bad end of a gun mm. from a police officer. And, and I think all this stuff needs to change. Yeah. I don't, I don't want agree? to spend too much time on that. You know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't want to take up your whole podcast talking about it's this. Okay, yeah. It's okay, man. It, it's so involved. It's a, it's a passionate, like, topic still. Because, you know, um, even on Twitter, like, the news uh, media are not showing all the protests that are still happening. Like, it's still in big numbers, but it's still happening. Social media is is showing that protesting is still happening. And what does this have to do with, you know, uh, a sweet code and pro- uh, 
podcast or the game itself or the series well like we deal with you know in the game where we play we all love about it deals with social injustice which it deals with like you know government injustices and all this stuff like it it, kind of correlates almost one in the same in like in different scenarios and like like we need to be aware of that and identify that so like wherever you wherever you are in this fence of like whether you're all lives matter or black lives matter like you know and what does this have to do with the game like it's pretty much it's pretty much hand in hand because you know they're well i can give an example right away yeah go for it go for Uh, it right right in the first game okay Mm -hmm. it doesn't take long for us to see that the empire is targeting the elves Mm -hmm. yeah exactly elves are their own people and i get that they're fictional right i get that these are a fictional race but they are targeted, and and to some degree the dwarves are as well, and mm-hmm. the kobolds. Right? Yeah, the kobolds are are, are use their soldiers. Targeted. Yeah, and well, they're and they're seen uh, by the empire as as beasts. Right? Um, mm, right. Wanda even says it while he's under the control of Windy. Yeah. He's like, I have control of beasts. You know, kobold. How are you saying? Yeah. He's he's saying, how is this kobold able to fight him? He's just a beast. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's showing you know it's showing racism towards the kobolds. It's showing racism towards the elves. They tried to exterminate the elves and almost succeeded. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> there's there's a lot of racism there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for you know, and then you want to talk about you know people of color in Suikoden. There's a lot more people of color in Suikoden than other JRPGs. A yeah. lot more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in my experience. It is the only JRPG I've ever played where the, one of the main characters was a person of color. Yeah, and that's Hugo right. in Suikoden 3. There you go. Yeah. Right. I don't think, right, I, I've gone through all the Final Fantasies in my mind. I've gone through like Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, all of that stuff. I was trying to think of it. I was like, I can't think of a, a main character. Mm. Like I know uh, like Final Fantasy 2 had one in the main cast, but he wasn't the actual main character. Right. Uh, so I believe Hugo might be the only, only one. Like, one. It, yeah. It, you know. Yeah. If someone you know, if someone knows different, uh, let me know in the comment section below. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do believe that he is the the only main character in a JRPG to, to be a personal color. Uh, but even like right off the hop, we see uh, Kazum Hazel. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's yeah. uh, in my opinion, he seems Middle Eastern to me. Yeah. Uh, Crowley, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, I'm I mean, not sure about him. Maybe like a sojourner, like uh, traveler, but like you don't really know. Sort yeah, of thing. I'm not. I'm not quite sure about yeah. him. He does seem to have uh, some sort of uh, Eastern vibe to him. Mm. Uh, and then we have, like, speaking of two, we have Hauser. I mean, that guy's awesome. Yeah, right. Right, like being, uh, being the right hand of um, of uh, Abel and Jess. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Whoever's going to be the right, whoever's going to be the mayor of Muse, that guy's yeah. going to be the military that defends it. Right. Mm-hmm. They even go in to say, without Hauser, Muse would never have been able to stand the way it did against his enemies. Exactly. You know great general great character just we, we see he's very important mm. uh bob i believe was uh jamaican yeah uh, yeah the guy that transforms into the werewolf right uh then we in have two river uh, yeah you know, we have chief lucia who again is a very prominent character mm-hmm. most weekend in two and three uh obviously a person of, uh, of color from mm-hmm. a warrior tribe village in the grasslands yeah. we have seamus from uh, sweet in three he uh, traveled with lily uh, yeah he's like her uh accountant that's so right. She used to spend too much money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Piccolo, I believe Piccolo is also. Uh, I think he might have been Indian. I'm yeah. Sure. There, there, there's. Yeah, there's not a question, but like he is, he is darker skin. So like, there's not to yeah. pinpoint exactly because we don't know, right? He just no, we don't know. Piccolo was just like, yeah, let me just sell you some tick, like lottery tickets and and yeah, fortunes. He, he and... felt like 
he felt like he had um, like a like an Indian vibe to him. Yeah, like just like like I, I think he was probably based off that culture. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not saying these people are that culture. I'm saying that they're, they're how they're portrayed and and, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, like like Martha. Mar- uh, yeah, from, also from Sweden Three. Uh, I I felt like she was like Native American. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. uh, just the way she carried herself and just the way she was portrayed it felt like that way. Sweden in Three is extremely inclusive. Like mm-hmm. it might be the most inclusive JRPG I've ever played in my life. Yeah. Uh, and it's definitely the most inclusive in all of Sweden, which says a lot because Sweden is very inclusive, right? And then yeah. uh, Halleck, I'm not sure about Halleck. Yeah. Uh, they make him out to they make him out to be like a barbarian because mm-hmm. he's from the Nameless Lands. But I, when I was younger, I always thought of Halleck was like, uh, he just didn't speak the same language as everyone because mm. he didn't seem stupid, right? He didn't seem dumb at all. Yeah, no, he was just like, limited in his language. Yeah, I felt like that. Like when he was given instruction uh, by Apple or any of them, mm-hmm. uh, Caesar, when he was given instruction, he followed it to the T. Yeah. Right? He was very, very good at that. And, like, he understood well. So I didn't think he was dumb at all. Mm-hmm. So he, he might be also you know kind of based off of a native american or, mm-hmm. or indonesian or something like that yeah as uh he, he was definitely darker uh and he was very strong and and you know he's just a, a good character that i, I thought was kind of yeah under underrated yeah uh and then you have uh alia you know being uh with the in sui code in three just uh, being with that with that uh, let's see that mercenary group like you know because of the whole conspiracy of the Karaya clan and like oh who's attacking who and then Alia was just off right. on her own and then you know join in with this group of like just uh, like it was like a it was a melting pot because with with Godot and and Joker and um, it's like well who else is out, was out there but like uh, Alia was just just happened to be there and then just tagged along and. You know? Yeah, and what was so interesting about her is she—you really saw their culture through her. Yeah. Right. So yeah. when you saw uh, Lucia and Luce and uh, mm. uh, you know, Beckham, mm. those ones—I mean, they were in it, but they were also—they mo- were mostly there uh, through just through story, and yeah. like, they didn't have a ton of interaction. But when Elia uh, was in the story, you know, she kept talking about the spirits and then this right. ancestors, and she actually used the spirits of her ancestors to track Sarah's magic. That's and, right. Yeah. You know, she she explains that when you use magic like that, the spirit starts screaming, mm-hmm. and uh, then you know Sarah gets this realization like, oh wow, the Karaya clan is actually very intuitive with the magical forces of the mm-hmm. world. We have to you know basically be careful about them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like they're you know Anne, Lucia, Hugo, Luce, Alia, Beckham, you know they're all from uh, the Karaya clan, which is right. yep. in my opinion very African derivative. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it feels like they were very inspired by uh, Africans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they you know especially with the the spirits and then like all the way they they look and yeah. uh, how they you know they present themselves as a warrior tribe, but right. also yeah. you know they do have the ability to trade with other others mm-hmm. and like. You know, form alliances which mm-hmm. they have in the grasslands even amongst the grasslands who have like giant lizards fighting that's them, right uh the Karaya clan is seen as the warrior clan right yeah and you're thinking you know that's the one and that's the one that the zexan army targeted a mm-hmm. lot was the Karaya clan that's the one that they burnt to the ground right right well, exactly loop kind of did but, yeah, yeah 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 instigated it and yeah right so that one's uh you know very very uh 
uh, inclusive. I really like speaking through for that reason. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, let me see. I'm I'm going through the. I have the like the uh, sweet coding uh, website up, a uh, wiki up. So I'm like looking through people, and uh, you you mentioned a lot of them. Like I, for whatever reason, like I with the attitude maybe of um. Let me see. Where is he? Uh, Ridley from Sweet Coding Two. The attitude, the the demeanor of Ridley. Uh, that that militant like uh, discipline, like, and I mean yes, he's a dog and he's a kobold and all that stuff, you know, dark skin and whatever. But like, I, I had that vibe from him as well. Even though like, uh, if you ask like the creators of, of the Soy Kodo Two, uh, they they did mention that Two River was like a representation of the Philippines of, you know, the, all the, like the oh, most, really? yeah, yeah. That, that's, they, they mentioned that. Uh, but like with Ridley, I didn't get that Filipino vibe from, from him. I got more for me personally, like a, a black person vibe of just like, just a strong, like uh discipline, you know, you know, in the military, you know, training soldiers and stuff like that. But like, he gave me that vibe of like, you know, just a, a black character, sure. you know, I can see that for sure. Because I remember uh, he was very, quick to defend his people yeah prejudice right, right. Like yeah he was, uh, he was very quick to you know don't trust the highland army mm-hmm. and, and like you know also you know don't trust the, the people around him that he thinks that you know they're going to be prejudiced towards the kobolds and actually shu used that in a strategy which is kind of cool that yeah faked uh faked the defection but it wasn't true right, right. Uh, you know another fun fact is actually boris ridley's son yeah. actually went to go train in the nameless lands where halleck's from oh okay 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 uh, there you go. So that's kind of cool, you know. Maybe, uh, maybe he got some of that personality from there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because uh, he seems different than the rest of the kobolds. Right? Mm-hmm. Like Ridley seems specifically different. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that's that could be it. Um, I'm looking at. Uh, let's see, he's a guy from uh, Sweet Code in Five. I mean, yes. like, I mean, darker complexion, skin, but like he, he, he. I mean, well, one, he looks strong, and he's. And we're we're looking at the the wiki page coming from the new like New Arms Kingdom and the, New Arms was a melting pot in itself too. Uh, just just I mean like seeing from the characters that came from Sweet Code and Fine from the New Arms King, Kingdom area or the location area, um, nobody looked the same. Everybody looked somewhat different. Very diverse. Very diverse. Uh, even though they were trying to like you know take over Felena in, in that in that portion of the game. Um, Zagai and Nakula. Mm. They reminded me of uh, American natives, right? Native Americans. Okay, okay. In uh, kind of uh, kind of like Apaches, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, very, you know, they're they're warriors and they they have a lot of pride mm-hmm. and a lot of honor, right? So uh, I, that's the way I, I viewed the guy okay. and Nakura uh, was because like uh, it wouldn't back down, but they also um, had like that that self pride they had that that uh well especially as a guy was very very calm and, mm-hmm. you know was able to to you know he understood uh, how life should be and yeah. then he was all that's why he kind of distanced himself from people that they, they kind of reminded me uh of the the native american people yeah no, that so also makes sense they too. got it from them but yeah Okay. And it's just Zagai is always in my party. I always have Zagai. He's he's a staple. In he my, was he was yeah he was solid uh, when you got him in the beginning, and he was just solid all the way through. Um, you just had to buff up his strengths, and if you wanted to buff up his weaknesses, that's okay too. But like he was much better when you buffed up his strengths. 
yeah, and it, he didn't really feel that weak even for his weaknesses. Like right. Where, like, you know, magic defense might have been a little low, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that bad. But like, be, yeah, it pretty easily. He was pretty solid. Um, what you what do you think of? Did you ever play uh, Tier Tier Crease? The DS uh, I game. I started playing it somewhat recently. Okay, so um, you, I'm not a big fan of it to be honest. Yeah, it was. It basically was just a, a putting the the name on a game, really. That's uh, what it feels like. Yeah, time. I was because uh, I'm putting up uh, Resno. I don't know if you're in the portion where you met the the Oster folk. They kind of have like, uh, let's see, they kind of look like Minotaurs, but like you know they're two legged. Uh, but you know, yeah, they're like big, like I would like big German, but like dark skinned, like uh, people, basically. And yeah, they just look strong and stuff like that so like i mean they were they're dark skin but not to say that they're actually you know they portray as a black person or you know that sort of thing but um you know i mean i'm looking at them right now and it's like they just look portray that strong that strong like you know stature i guess so like that's why i'm, I'm asking uh you like where, where are you in a uh, tear crease oh, yeah. i didn't get far you didn't, didn't get, get far? far did you stop it or did you quit <laughs> or yeah basically because, okay um, I was like, maybe, you know, resemble somewhat of the other Suikinens, and it just didn't. It didn't really yeah. do it for me. Okay, gotcha. Uh, eventually, I plan on sitting down and give it a try, but uh, I, as of right now, um, I, I wasn't really big into it. Mm, uh, even okay. the story, it wasn't really grabbing me, you know, so I was like, yeah, it, it might feel like it just had the name just slapped on mm, it, you know. Okay, gotcha, uh, gotcha. So I kind of I stick to the main uh, main series. series yeah. Uh, because I like continuations, right? I like uh, the stories intermingling. That's why I always love Suikoden. Mm. You know, if you could play if you played one, you understood the rest. Right. right? Yeah. Like, like you played one, and you could play one and then skip three of the games, mm-hmm. and then you would still understand what's going on. How the flow right? of the game goes as a Suikoden game. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, uh, like who didn't go nuts when they saw Ted in Suikoden Four? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. like you didn't have a single character for the longest time that you know, in, other than Vicky and Jean. Right? Yeah, when you saw right. them, you're like, "Holy crap!" Like, right? Oh Those dang, they're here. yeah, you know. But then when you saw Ted, mm, I yeah. was like, uh, "Holy crap, that is amazing!" Right. Mm-hmm. So if you so you could play Sweeten in one, not play two, three, two or three, and then C four mm-hmm. and go, "Hey, look, Ted's there." Yeah, you know, there's always a character that is going to grab your attention from a previous game, right? In yeah. Sweeten in two. You wake up from a fall and there's Victor, like the like you thought he right, was yeah. at the end of this week. Exactly. Long, right? You're like, oh man, there's Victor. Oh my God, there's yeah. Flick. You know, you're really happy about that. So you know, Sweeken in three. Uh, who didn't love just seeing Fudge just yeah Humphrey's with this big old sword now and and bright, you know, with them. Um... I'm assuming it's Humphrey's sword. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, just walking up with that big Humphrey sword. Yeah. You know, with bright now, bright is fully grown now. Yeah. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. You yeah. know running into uh tuda mm-hmm. oh yeah so, a gr- like, grown just, tuda you know he's he's just uh treating people in a village oh yeah. my god that's amazing mm-hmm. right and then you know you're playing five and the first thing you see is george brown yeah exactly oh my god who didn't go nuts on mm-hmm. that right it, like you just there's these, always these characters that are going to grab your attention from a previous game yeah which is why uh, the other spin-off series didn't really grab me because mm. I didn't have that connection. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. Uh, what would you think about like Jewel from Four? Um. Like what kind of vibe? What kind of vibe did did she give you? Like just 
regular person or just yeah it just it just felt regular to me yeah uh, the only one that really stuck out to me in four was Gao yeah because Gao was very different right? yeah very wild boy and very Blanca like it also felt ripped off though because mm. like I mean a wild what does this sound like to Final Fantasy fans yeah uh, a, a wild boy named Gao <laughs> find exactly. in the wilderness yeah. with a bunch of animals yeah. oh, it sounds like Gao it's Gao from Final Fantasy <laughs> So, I mean, that stuck out to me because he seems to be the only one that was super different. Mm. Um, you know, four felt the most generic out of all. Of them. Mm. Okay. And so that just to me, anyway. Yeah. Uh, that was probably because it's a lot of islands and a lot of navy. And, mm. You know, four kind of gets uh, a bad rap on a lot of things, but in yeah, fact, it I does. Actually thought their item system. I thought their item system was the best in the whole series. I enjoyed four. I mean, like you, you had to deal with you deal with all of that, but like four, it it had its charm because I think because it was different and like you know if you had once you got it down, then like okay, yeah, I, I got it. You're good. You're good to like navigate through the game. But like if you didn't, then yeah, you would be well, a lot of pretty people, much turned off a lot about of people it. Didn't like the the nay kobolds but I actually like them I like them a lot oh they're fine they're fine with me Great. yeah like, uh, I was like you know uh, not cool like that guy was all right mm -hmm. whatever but I love Chipu Chipu was great <laughs> yeah right that guy was that guy brought life to the game yeah uh, for a lot of that first like quarter of the game I was like man I don't like any of these characters I didn't like Tal mm -hmm. I didn't like Kenneth you know like uh, um, you know, I didn't. I hated snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, rich kid. Yeah, so like, there's there's a lot of characters in there that I just didn't really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but Chipu was different, right? Mm -hmm. So I was just like, okay, you know, it's uh, a little better there. Um, it you know, the return of the elves was nice, mm -hmm. right? So we yeah. had, we had we had some elves in there, and so that that was always nice to have, but. Uh, yeah yeah i think i think four was not was trying to but like it was showing like this is this is the old old like set of characters like this happened first that's why they act old and, and maybe they're more generic looking and you yeah, have mer well, mermaids it was, prequel, and right? it was a prequel and like nothing was established yet or like you know some things weren't established yet that it wasn't in part one and in part two and that sort of thing in part three so that's I, I feel like that's what made the characters like eh, more blandish, but like maybe there wasn't much then you know to to do yeah. or to ha like establish yourself as like because the what more need, yeah yeah go ahead what you need in a game is an overwhelming villain mm -hmm. right and in Sweet in one that was Wendy yeah you know that was just obviously she was manipulating everything in Sweet in two it was Luca Blade right? right yeah don't don't toot my own horn but you know <laughs> yeah Blade. yeah. In Suikoden Three, you know it's Luke and his uh, his unholy trio. Right? Yeah. In Four, it's like they couldn't determine who it was, and it ended up being Graham Cray. And I love Graham Cray. Mm -hmm. I think he's actually the most underrated villain in the series. I think he's one of the best villains in the series. Yeah. But it's almost like they couldn't determine who they wanted to be that final that final fight. Yeah. And it, the problem with it was like when you killed Luca. You had like that satisfaction, like, like oh my god, like game over, like we're a, done. It was like a yeah. relief. <laughs> yeah. It was a relief. You're like, oh, weight's oh, lifted. The the big bad guy is gone. Yeah, right. When when Windy got dropped off a castle, you're like, oh man, I kind of wish I did it, but at least she's <laughs> dead. Yeah. Or, you know, you yeah. assume she's dead. Mm -hmm. uh, Luke, it was like, man, you deserve that. You're a jerk. Yeah. 
in in four when you fought troy you felt guilty at least mm. i did it was like troy did not seem like a bad guy at all they showed yeah like his human side to him a lot and his family like, okay, and how am i supposed to hate this guy yeah you know what i mean and like they made him the final fight and mm. i was like i don't like it i think we should have just stuck to cray mm-hmm. and just like i mean look at him he's definitely a villain mm-hmm. but then like you added in his backstory like four was a lot of humanizing the villain mm-hmm. right so like the whole reason why grand cray was after the rune was just so he could see simply see, see his, his family again. yeah exactly like his his uh the little boy there right that's why he asks about the little boy right? yeah and the reason why he wants that rune back is simply he's willing to torture himself mm-hmm. the memories and like you know the the curse of this rune simply so he can see his son so you know you're like oh i don't hate him anymore yeah <laughs> you know you're like what are you that's true doing to me? yeah I, I, was, I was actually wondering if like as i was playing it almost like the first time I was wondering if the rune of punishment was going to be the bad guy, you know, at the end. That would have you know? been great. I thought, yeah. It would have been fantastic yeah. if the, the rune itself was the villain. That would have yeah. been awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that... uh, I mean, yeah, so, like, characters, you know, that kind of portrayed, like, or that are no- noticeable, not- notably, like, you know, in terms of, like, a, a color complexion. Jewel. Jewel? Yeah, a Jewel. Yeah. You know, Jewel, we were talking about Jewel, but we were t- end up tangenting about four. But, like, yeah. um, like, I, th- I think you're right in terms of, like, role-playing games that are out there that is, has, like, a prominent, like, character as, like, a person of color or, or black, if you want if, if you want to say. Um, has only really been sweet coding because, yeah, because, I mean, if you think of, what was it, Final Fantasy thirteen, Zaz was... I mean, he was all well, like I mean, off to the side, Barrett. but like, oh, we do have yeah, Barrett. Of course, we have Barrett. Yeah, right. of course. But I was talking about Rumi. Like more of like the the cloud is the main character. Yeah, right? yeah. So, right, the story revolves around cloud. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and Barrett's there as a supporting role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Hugo, I mean, if you choose him to be your flame champion, mm-hmm. which seems to be the proper way to go. Yeah. Right, like he has really good fire magic. He seems to have majority of, you know, he's the young guy, right? Like mm-hmm. Suikoden has always gone through, you know, Suikoden one. McDole was like sixteen. Yeah. Rio was like sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. It always goes towards the young hero, mm-hmm. right? So that's why it just felt like Hugo should be the champion. So that's why I'm considering him the main character. At least yeah. he's one of three. And yeah, he was a person of color, right? Mm-hmm. He was from the Karaya clan. And I'm like I went through so many uh, RPGs that I've played in my my head, and I'm like I don't think I can think of a main character being a person of color except for Hugo. Yeah, uh, I as I'm listening, I'm trying to think myself. I'm being a little distracted because fireworks are being played. Is <laughs> somebody shooting fireworks right now? But like Fourth of July, right? Fourth of July. Uh, yeah. Uh, what can you do? But yeah, you're right. Like I can't really think of anybody else that was a main character that was a person of color. Uh, in that sense, um, but yeah, I mean, Suikoden kind of like you know, kind of you know, paved, almost paved the way, but like, just it had more more bro- broke the mold, and it, it kind of like just it was it it did it in itself, like they did it too, like they they did it themselves uh, rather than like keeping it like oh it's just like oh it's a, you know white character, Japanese character, Japanese character, whatever, you know, mm. you know, keep them like that quote unquote main character like light skin complexion sort of thing so like it was Suikoden wasn't afraid to to branch out and portray other 
character types and like you know race color and all that stuff so well you might actually argue that Suikoden 3 had the best um, protagonists right you had the mm -hmm. best main characters because they had actual personalities right in Suikoden 1 2 4 and 5 mm -hmm. it's all based on your decisions there's no actual dialogue yeah in Suikoden 3 we actually have Hugo talking about his ancestors yeah. talking about his spirits mm -hmm. talking about his his life as a warrior mm -hmm. Wanting to be a warrior, wanting to be like his mother, accepted and loved by his mother. You have these actual relationships built by Hugo and, and Sergeant, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, with, with uh, the other clans members, and you know, eventually his, you know, his his drama with Chris. And mm -hmm. It he had actual personality, so you could argue that Suikoden Three actually had the best uh, main heroes because they had actual. Uh, they had actual story built yeah into them. that you can it, it relate just, to them yeah like you can well like when you're when you're walking around with tur mm -hmm. basically like with Dole, like you're walking around you're like okay i felt bad for you with grimio i felt bad mm -hmm. for you with ted yeah. I felt bad for you for your dad yeah but at these points i'm actually feeling bad for myself mm -hmm. i'm like oh man i like these characters and i have to kill them yeah when something happens to hugo you actually oh, feel yeah. bad for Hugo. yeah right so it was like, oh wow, I'm actually watching this person's life, not just experiencing their life. Yeah. So it felt different, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Like, and then, like, yeah, then it, it went out of the mold of like putting Thomas as the main star, quote unquote. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, you did see Hugo's life unfold, and it and it kind of was on, on a dire turn because like you know his village was like you know in flames, characters that are like people that he loved. You know, we're getting killed left and right, that sort of thing. And it almost hardened him to be like, I got to be more mature than where I am now because, like, all this is happening and, you know, we got to we gotta win, you know? Well, the fact that he has to fight side by side but with the person that killed his best friend right? Yeah. is just, like, my, it's just, like, mind-blowing. It's yeah. like, wow. Yeah. You know, and then, like, when he collapsed mm -hmm. due to Lulu's death and, and not being able to beat Chris and yeah. his village being burnt down – you know he's like ready to give up and then sergeant grabs him and he's just like yeah you know shakes him he's like you know you're a warrior act mm -hmm. like it mm -hmm. uh you know there's a time for mourning and there's a time for fighting and yeah this is a time for fighting yeah and so you saw that relationship between uh sergeant and hugo like sergeant was his rock mm -hmm. right like that right yeah exactly like his guy yeah but if you think back to the other suikadens nobody really had that mm -hmm. right yeah. it was like here's a choice you basically have to make this one, mm -hmm. right? It's never like the only thing I can think of that even comes close is if you choose to run away and sweep it in two, right. she will slap you upside the head and be like, what's wrong with yeah. you? You really died. Yeah. That's the end. You know what? You feel terrible for even doing that. Yeah. But, you know, like this, you actually see it unfold, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then like, you know, when Sergeant tells you like, well, mm -hmm. don't fight, you don't mm -hmm. fight Uber because you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. Hugo is like, you know, screw this i'm gonna fight him yeah and then gets owned yeah sergeant's just like told you so. i told you right? <laughs> what's wrong with you right you know you, and he's just like you're lucky to be alive it mm -hmm. must be that the uh, karayan blood in you right? yeah from chief lucia you have this 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 uh relationship that is built throughout the game mm -hmm. that it just seems better than the others yeah. so i think speaking in three not only broke the mold for you know, having a person of color as their their main character, but they put way more development into this character yeah. than any of the other ones prior prior to it, or even after it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. It just 
I mean, I guess people were just turned off. I mean, of course, people were just turned off by the the, the graphical change and being 3D and almost the battle. Yeah, that's a rough time. The, the battle system too. Like, is. if you didn't know how the battle system like was working, then you you had a bad time. But like, if you if you optimize it to like the most like the most damage output, then like you it, w- it almost almost was a breeze if you just paired up the right people. You know, oh, right. that's absolutely yeah. If you just it, mounted yeah. your mounts and then like you're good, you're, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all you needed. <laughs> but another thing with Suikoden Three that was better than the first two was the final boss felt like a final boss. Yeah, yeah. Right, like, like uh, in in Suikoden Two, the the final boss, in my opinion, wasn't as built up as Luca. Mm. Right, like Luca's built way more. Up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you when you fight the Emperor, you have no relationship with the Emperor right. other than two prior incidents. Right, mm-hmm. you meet him in the beginning of the game where he's just like this lovable guy yeah and then you meet him with fudge and again he's a lovable dude mm-hmm. so you have no animosity towards this yeah and you hate windy mm-hmm. and then you fight this two-headed dragon out of nowhere three-headed dragon out of nowhere yeah and you're like okay i you know i didn't really feel like that was a huge battle whereas mm-hmm. like when you fought luke at the end and he conjured up his wind room with all the other powers mm-hmm. and ruins you're like if i lose that's it he blows up a continent yeah he up, like he ends this he ends a million lives yeah like he kills he genocides everyone it felt like an actual final battle mm. uh they kind of remimicked that in speaking in five with the sun rune okay but i mean godwin ruined it by being like i was never gonna destroy flint i'm like oh <laughs> screw you dude. yeah yeah screw you yeah like it became the the politics almost over bear the, the the rune the power of the rune or the story of the rune itself you know oh it absolutely did yeah uh, there was way too much politics in five yeah if i'm gonna have a gripe with five it's that you know yeah. the five's battle system was fantastic probably mm-hmm. the best in the game yeah uh, i really like the formations that brought back the superiors mm-hmm. parties uh the characters were really well done you know you've got to see george prime's backstory that was fantastic yeah. uh you got to see the royal family and mm-hmm. how they mingle and everything that was kind of cool but there was too much politics yeah. that went on in that, you know, like, ugh. Uh, but you know, you got to give him Silas. Silas is a good character. Yeah, no, Silas was a great she, character, and and he was one of the biggest betrayals ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was with you in the beginning, and then, then yeah. Well, you had the war one. You had the war one. And yeah. She was just like, no, oh, this is, this is it. This is it. This is when I'm gonna make my moment. And I'm like, ah, dude, and Auntie, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's. I think that'll do it for the episode. Like, you kind of went around, but we were, you know, it's we're talking about like the prominent people of color characters, uh, you know, in the Sweet Coding series, and there's a lot of characters, uh, which was the main thing. It wasn't just like this one archetype, one quote unquote race. It was a bunch of like it was multiple races too. Like you're talking about, you know, uh, uh, the kobolds and uh, what were the cat people? Nay kobolds and and mermaids and beavers and lizard clan and you know i mean if you ever played the the terracrease there's like minotaur like people there's werewolf people like yeah dwarves elves dwarves elves yeah so like sweet coden definitely went the broad range of race and color and all that stuff so yeah i mean that's what we're basically talking about in in this episode we went we went all over the place but like you know we had to just dip our toes in and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, so like, yeah, well, yeah, we'll, well, whenever the next episode is going to be, and we'll have a next episode. Don't worry, you guys. Uh, uh, we'll definitely be like on point as we get reacquainted with all the things that 
we got to do to get ready for a podcast. But that's it. That's it for the episode. Hope you guys enjoyed us tangenting and listening and watching. Uh, if you're watching on the video side, it, you know it's a let's play of like my let's play of Suikoden. And then if you're listening on the uh, listening side, like I hope you guys enjoyed the the topics uh, talked about. Uh, so I mean, Luca, thank you for being here once again, and uh, hopefully we can do another one like really like near soon, like in the near future, uh, so we can be as con- like consistent. As, uh, as best as possible uh, with all the things that are going on uh, so uh, thank you Luca well, thanks for having me yeah man so um, so Luca where can they find you Where uh, your channel social media all that stuff where can they find you oh, you can find me on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, that's been a hot one for a while <laughs> sure, there yeah. uh, not going to get back into that yeah <laughs> uh, Facebook again another hot one and then okay. uh, YouTube of course you know so on, uh, on Facebook I'm uh, King Luca Blight okay and then on uh, Twitter uh, I'm Luca with two underscores with All lights, right. and you can find me at there at two underscores light uh, Twitter. Okay. And then uh, over on face over here on YouTube, of course, uh, I'm just Luca Blight, which mm. is a little bit hard to find yeah. sometimes. But uh, <laughs> if you put in Luca Blight with Final Fantasy Brave Exus next to it, you will definitely find me. There you go. Cool. Uh, what are you doing on your channel, like re- as a recent? Like, what's the last set of as videos have you done? Uh, Brave XVS reviews. Okay. I'm also like because I find a character that they recently bring out, and then I'll break down uh, each move set, what their passives are, how good they are, where they rank in damage, mm-hmm. where they rank in tanking, that kind of stuff. You know, and then I'm actually starting something new where it's Final Fantasy Brave Exvius for beginners, and this can oh, be nice. a hard game to yeah. get into. Right, like this game is like there's a lot thrown at you. Mm-hmm. It's like you have chaining, you have finishing, you have tanking and you have magic mitigation and physical mitigation and wow. buffing yeah. and breaking right there's all this crazy stuff going on and the yeah. new players are so overwhelmed i'm going to start this new one where we go little by little yeah and break it down oh that's right? cool that's you, good this is how you train this that's how good you do that so we're definitely gonna do that awesome awesome cool awesome yeah so definitely go to luca blight's channel if final fantasy brave exvius uh interests you and all the other stuff that he's doing as well check out his channel check out his videos it's a lot of good stuff uh for me uh i mean i'm at nerd in the bay everywhere uh twitter facebook instagram all that stuff uh the channel is nerd in the bay we've been playing a lot of different games recently we were playing uh, dragon ball z kakarot we're playing fist of the north star uh lost paradise we added some new uh game series like uh, art of fighting like i'm going back to the old arcades uh playing art of fighting uh, i'm playing uh what else am i playing now uh, doa like dead or alive 6 story mode a lot of fighting game stuff because that i've uh i guess for a while i've been kind of craving to play a fighting game and like this is my way of, of getting like scratching that itch so like that's what i'm doing on the channel uh my at marco polo 177 is my personal twitter um, I mean, I retweet everything and talk about everything. So like, you'll definitely see like a variety of things I'm talking about. Like, but prevalently like, right, uh, the the protests and you know Black Lives Matter and all, you know, um, I'm forgetting the uh, the military person's name, Vanessa Gillian, I think, uh, that unfortunately passed away due to like just kind of army covering up sort of thing. Uh, it's kind of like what's going on right now too. So. That's all. That's, that's all that's going on on, on my Twitter uh, and my personal Twitter. So yeah, I mean, you know, just come check it out. Come come see us. Come subscribe to our channels. Watch our videos. You know, be appreciated. Um, you know, and and thank you for watching and listening to the podcast. Whatever you're doing, whether you're on the video side 
or the audio side on Anchor, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And, um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time for the next episode of the Stars of Destiny podcast, your only sweet code in podcast that is out there right now. So take care, guys. Have a wonderful day. It's 4th of July, so have a, I guess, wonderful 4th of July if you're celebrating or if you're not, whatever you choose to. So take care, guys. Peace. See you later.